0: Good evening. Good evening. God bless you all. Good evening. Good evening. God bless you. God bless you. Grace and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Good evening. Good evening. I'm sorry y'all. One minute. One quick second. I'm so sorry. Hey okay, everyone, I'm back. I'm so sorry. It's been a long day. <laughs> It's been a long day, but God bless you all. Thank you all for chiming in being with us on uh this evening. God bless you, 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 and you. We thank God for each and every one of you. Welcome to Overcome Outreach Christian Center. I am yours truly, none other than Pastor Brenda G. Jones. And so we're happy and excited to be with you all on this evening. And so we say, God bless you and thank you for chiming in. Be kind and be so kind and go ahead and like and share, uh, making sure everyone is invited to our Bible study on this evening, our Tuesday Biblical Tools, which is our Bible study night here at Overcomer Outreach Christian Center. And so I am excited that you all have taken the time out to be with us on tonight. Hope you all have had a wonderful day. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise. Amen. Let's give God some awesome praise. Hallelujah. Let's begin to worship the Lord God. Let's, amen, set the atmosphere on tonight. Amen. I've had a long, long day, a long day. Amen. Amen. But we're here on tonight and we want to, amen, definitely give you something from the word of God that you may be able to take in and use as some good nuggets for your life amen hallelujah so we thank god for you 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 and you go ahead we see that amen uh sister patricia's in the house on tonight amen that's right throw up some hearts and some thumbs amen let god know that you is symbolically you worship him and you bless him on tonight amen throw up some hearts and some thumbs amen god bless you amen good evening amen Hallelujah. Amen. The Kellys are in the house on tonight. Mother Betty's in the house on tonight. Amen. Uh, amen. Amen. Evangelist Petaway. God bless you. Woman of God. God bless you. God bless you. We thank God for you. You, you, and you. Listen, if you're not aware, on every third Sunday of the month, we are in North Carolina and we have in-person services. We would like for you to join us on our in-person services, which is our Sunday morning virtual Sunday. Uh, Sunday morning hybrid service hybrid because we are a virtual and we are in person, so it's our Sunday morning hybrid service, and so we will be at 1329 Kirkland Road in the city of Raleigh, North Carolina, join us every third Sunday of the month, every third Sunday of the month, join us, amen, be with us during that particular time, amen, we would love to have you, love for you to come and worship with us in person, in person, amen, the world is opening up, everybody, it is opening up, it is opening up, I hope you all had a a wonderful day and a good day so i want to um get to it on tonight i'm not going to hold you long let's talk about it because um i already wasted some time uh yeah so <clears throat> let's get to the word of god on tonight and I want to I want to actually end by 745. I want to end by 745 on tonight. So let's get to the word of God on tonight. I want you to go with me, go with me very quickly to the book of Isaiah. We're still coming out of the book of Isaiah on tonight. Isaiah, uh the fifth chapter, we're in Isaiah, the fifth chapter, the first through the third verse. And I did not want to cancel. I had such a long day, but I did not want to cancel on tonight. So I want to talk about tonight. Don't forget Don't forget. Don't forget. Very simple, very simplistic. Don't forget Isaiah, the fifth chapter, the first through the third verses. That's where we're going to take our um, textual consideration. Uh, We're going to go down to um, we're going to go down to probably like the 14th verse um, uh, of this particular chapter. but I just wanted to read some verses in our considered mm, probably like the seventeenth chapter. Um seventeenth verse, excuse me, the seventeenth verse. Um, uh, but I wanted to definitely have um something where that can lay some foundation for us on tonight. All right. Amen, amen. So get in your hearing, Isaiah. Come on, throw us some hearts and some thumbs. I wanna break through these algorithms on tonight. Come on, throw us some hearts and some thumbs. Amen, y'all know what we do. We need to like and share, amen. Let's do some housekeeping on tonight, like and share, and then throw up some hearts and some thumbs so that we can break through the algorithm on tonight. Invite someone to Bible study, amen. This is your way of witnessing. This is your way of, amen, ministering to someone else you don't have to have the title of uh minister pastor elder evangelist uh prophet teacher anything any of those those things to um um um, uh, spread the good news of the gospel of jesus christ this is the way you spread it you spread the good news in older days we used to go out in the street corner. We still do, don't get it wrong because we will be out there this summer, all right? But this is another way of us spreading the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. All right, so let us pray. Father, we thank you, we bless your name, God. We love you and we adore you. We thank you for allowing us to come one more time here, Lord God, on this hour, at this set time to learn of your word, to give your name, glory, honor, and praise. We take time out before we ask you of anything just to say hallelujah. We thank you for being our Lord and our savior. We thank you for being our redeemer. The love of our soul and the forgive of our sins. We thank you, Father, for never failing. We thank you for watching over us even as we went throughout our day, for giving us traveling mercies, allowing us to go to and fro. We thank you, Father, because Lord God, hallelujah, if it had not been for you on our side, where would we be at on today? But God, your grace and your mercy, your loving kindness is better than life itself. And for that, we say thank you. Thank you, God, hallelujah, for hearing our prayer, inclining your ear to listen. Unto us, we're not worthy or deserving, Lord God. But I thank you for allowing us to come boldly to your throne of grace on tonight and every day and every time that we do, God. We say thank you, thank you, Lord God, for your people that have gathered here on tonight. Thank you for those that will be, Amen, chiming in, listening into the replay later, God. I pray that you will bless them and keep them as well, God. I pray right now, God, that as we position ourselves, that we want to learn from you, learn from your word, God. I pray, God. That 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 you will allow self to sit down. You stand up boldly on the inside. I pray that you will hide me, oh God. I am not my own, but I am bought with a price. And Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you will download into me what is necessary and needed to be said on tonight. Help us, oh God. Send your word, Father. Send your anointing that makes teaching easy on tonight. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen hallelujah bless his name amen hallelujah all right. So let's get to the word of God on tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, we're coming out of the book of Isaiah because we're in our series, still in our series in the book of Isaiah. I am not going to do a lot of recapping. Um, I'm not going to go through what we talked about in the fourth chapter. If you missed it, you can go to our church page, Overcome Outreach Christian Center, and you can watch the replay there. Amen. Or you can go to Amen our uh, uh YouTube channel. And you can watch the replay there. Our YouTube channel is Pastor BJ Connections and you can watch the replay there. You can also listen to the replay because I'm starting to now um, uh, uh, record and go live on our podcast channel because I have not been up there in a while. So I need to really start getting back into the swing of that. Um On Podbean and also on iTunes because it's all connected. So Podbean or iTunes, you can listen to our teachings on there and it's pastor bj connections all right so you have many ways to go back through the word of God. Um, uh, last week, last Tuesday, we came from the fourth chapter and we talked about the shelter of hope, the shelter of hope. And we dealt with all of that. So you want to go back through that and 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 listen to that or look at that and listen to it, however you feel like you need to do it. <laughs> all right. So we're not going to do no recapping. I'm trying to get past the recapping a whole lot um, because it really does take up a lot of the teaching time. All right. So let's get to Isaiah, the fifth chapter, the first through the third verses. Those are the verses that we're going to read to you on this evening. Um, Let's begin reading the Lord's word. And it says, now will I sing to my beloved, well-beloved, a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved have a vineyard in a very fruitful hill and and he fenced it and gathered out the stones thereof and planted it with the choicest vine, and built a tower in the midst of it, and also made a winepress therein. And he looked that it shall bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard. That's a lot, right? (laughs) That's a whole lot. Okay, let's see if we can break this down just a little bit, all right, so that we can um, relate to um, what we're talking about on tonight. Let's see if we can uh, break this down just a little bit more. All right, so we're talking about on tonight, don't forget, don't forget, Um, And so uh, when we come into Isaiah chapter five, I would say is it's a love relationship story. I I, this is what I I really when I read it, I kept uh, uh, dealing with the relationship that man has. Or in this case, God's chosen people, Israel and Judah and Jerusalem, how they have this relationship. God had chosen his people and it's a love relationship that is no longer good. It's no longer uh, productive. It's no longer producing good uh, uh, fruits. It's no longer a good place. Y'all know how it is when you've been possibly talking to somebody or dating somebody or even a, a marriage that is no longer good, a marriage that, or, or, a, or a relationship with somebody that it was good at one point in time. It was it was lovely at one point in time. You enjoy talking to that person. You enjoy being with that person. You enjoy spending time with that person. You enjoy you know just being connected to that particular individual, right? Um, um and, and now all of a sudden something happened along the way. That it's no longer a pleasant, uh, relationship. It's no longer a pleasant situation. And so, um, it's no longer good. It's no longer producing you, uh, producing laughter or smiles or you're no longer, it's no longer producing the butterflies that, oh my God, they're calling me or texting me or I want to see them or I want to be with them. It's no longer producing anything favorable right uh y'all know that if you haven't been in that type of situation and eh, hopefully you will never be there but hopefully you will because i think uh, uh shakespeare said it best right he said it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all all right so uh, uh but, but and that's true right so when we deal with isaiah chapter five just bear with me we're going to bring it all in together right the relationship is now damaged because one of the party involved is no longer or not as involved the way that they used to be involved uh-huh yes yeah. so uh, the prophet isaiah at the beginning of the chapter verses one and verse two there is a message of concern care and love right uh there's a message that he's delivering to god's people of concern of care and love now look look what it says now i will sing and i'm uh i got this um out of the um Life Application Bible, it says, now will I sing my beloved, well-beloved, a song of beloved touching his vineyards. My well-beloved have a vineyard and a very fruitful hill and a fence. And he fenced it in and gathered out the stones thereof and planted it with choice choice vines and built a tower in the midst of it and also made a winepress thereof. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes and it brought forth wild grapes. right he did all this work he tilled all this ground he made sure that it was a pleasant place he made sure that it was something where the vines can grow and grow and extend and and yet he did all of this stuff that it was necessary and needed to produce a meant fruitful and tasteful uh, grapes and vines. However, it produced wild grapes. He took time with it. He took time. He built a fence around it. He, he put stones. He built a tower. He did all this wonderful good stuff because of this pasture, this land, this vineyard. He made sure that it was everything that he wanted it to be but yet it produced wild grapes. Ooh, God, somebody help me tonight, right? It produced wild grapes. And so now when we get to verse three, it says, now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard, right? He's saying, right, at this point in time, let me read it out of the Life Application Bible. He says in verse three, he says now men of jerusalem and judah you have heard the case you you be the judges right he wants them to judge themselves he wants them to take a hold now you heard this 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 farmer, this this vineyard uh, uh, person, farmer, he ends up, he does all this stuff, now is now producing wild grapes. So you tell me what's going on. You tell me what's wrong. You tell me what happened, right? This is what I need you to do. All right, so Isaiah is telling of a story of God and Israel. All right. Isaiah is telling this story. Israel is God's chosen people and his beloved. The love story falls apart because God's people are not producing good fruit. Whoa. Wow everything falls apart because we're not doing what we're supposed to do. Let's put it up to today's time, right? You're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not praying the way that you should. You're not worshiping God the way that you should. You're not giving him praise and honor. You're not reverencing him. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not spreading the gospel. You're not commanding, amen, hallelujah, or compelling people to come unto Jesus Christ. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not loving on God. You're not, taking time out to spend time with God and now the love relationship is falling apart oh God it's falling apart excuse me it's no longer producing anything good right the love story has fall apart has fall it falls apart because God people are not producing good fruit Woo. Listen, listen, all the time. Listen, listen, all the time. We don't always hit the mark, but we always got to be on the Lord's side. Does, does that make sense all the time we're not going to hit the mark but we always got to be on the Lord's side we're not perfect in everything that we do but we got to always stay on the Lord's side uh, we can't forget that God is still God listen we can't forget that he is still the one that keeps us bless us takes care of us walks with us talks with us uh watch over us protects us he's the one that all does all these wonderful things for us and yet some of us still refuse to acknowledge him some of us still refuse to take time out and spend time with him. Some of us still does not do what he asks us to do and so when you're in a relationship with somebody right and you don't and they're asking you they're like listen don't do that no more that really upsets me i don't like when you say that i don't like when you do that right uh, uh i don't like how that makes me feel even if it's not a uh, it's a it's a love relationship it's a connection it's a it's a covenant type of agreement right and so even even still when somebody say i don't like for you to do that or i don't like how you act when you do this i don't like how you constantly do this that or the other i don't like how you push me away i don't like this that or the other and you continue to do it guess what just no longer becomes fruitful the relationship no longer produces anything worthwhile because guess what the other person is going to get tired they're going to say you know what Mm, all right i'm not into it no more i don't want this no more right? I I, I want to leave this. I'm going to let this go. And it's the same thing with God. When you don't attend to God, when you keep putting God off, when you keep making God second, when you keep refusing to pray, when you keep refusing to worship, God says, you know what? I'm going to step back. He said, I'm going to step back until you're ready. Because God is not going to force himself on anybody. So, he, but God will give you warnings. God will say, listen, I told you don't do that. I told you don't touch that. I told you to leave that alone. I told you to come pray. You didn't come pray. Okay, I'm going to give you another chance. I'm a, I am told you to come pray at this time. Oh, I told you to worship at this time. I told you to witness at that time. And you don't do any of those things. Guess what? Eventually, God's going to say, okay, what? Well, all right. So Israel is God's chosen people and his beloved, and the love story falls apart because God's people are not producing good fruit it it's did it didn't excuse me it did at one time but now producing wild fruit at one point in time we were good at one point in time we had it going on, but now it's producing wild fruit okay let's talk about this why is this such a concern what is, what is it about wild fruit okay what is it about wild fruit wild fruit one wild fruit is tart so it's it's not as tasty as ripe fruit and good fruit wild fruit is really tart you don't want to eat it because it just is it's not as tasty as good fruit ripe fruit right okay so then what is the other thing about wild fruit? Wild fruit may contain toxins which might be harmful or deadly. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Uh, uh uh wild fruit may contain toxins which might be harmful or deadly. Touch not, taste not, handle not, no what? Deadly thing. No ungodly thing. No no thing that is not of God listen no dead thing listen we cannot listen when you deal with God right and you decide that you want to go your own way and do your own thing it becomes harmful to you because after a while God has to what chastise you God has to deal with you it does not become prosperous for you it does not become uh, productive for you when you decide that you're going to do it your way and not God's way and so this is what the problem with the children of israel they always wanted to do things their way that was their problem when god took them out of egypt they felt like this was not right that um they had to um go and, and be out here in this wilderness and, and and moses you brought us out here to die and how dare you moses and i'm just paraphrasing and putting it up to today's time so we can relate to it all right and so what god was doing for them god was bringing manna down from heaven for them god was not allowing their clothes to wax old or their shoes to wax old. god was taking care of them in the wilderness bringing them into a place that he had promised them but yet and still they still wanted to do what they wanted to do they they they, they uh uh uh, uh <coughs> excuse me they develop a golden calf in the wilderness they talked about one another in the wilderness they didn't want to worship god in the wilderness oh my god listen As long as they could see God doing something for them, they were okay. But the moment that it appeared as though God was not doing anything from them, they wanted to change and do their own thing. They wanted to worship back, go back to worshiping idols, doing their own thing. Right? So when you have wild fruit, it can it's this toxins might be harmful and deadly you have to understand that vines, they grow together. Vines grow together and they support one another. That's the wonderful thing about vines. Vines grow together. Y'all ever seen vines? They wrap up, they grow in a straight line, they grow upward, right? And they support one another, they wrap around one another. But uh, but look at this, but look at this. So that way, listen, listen, all right, when you have a vine, let me let me let me do this real quick. Let me show y'all. When you have a vine, right? And you have grapes, right? And I'm putting this up here so we can see this grape on this um um on this picture. The vine has wrapped around so it's able to hold those clusters of grapes clusters of grapes can be kind of heavy right and so what happens they support one another they help one another all right and so now when you have wild fruit growing they don't grow in support in a supportive fashion they don't grow in a unified manner they are everywhere growing in every direction Ooh. They are growing every day. Can y'all see this? Can y'all see the visualization that some, when you're not, when you're not grounded and you're not in, into the Lord, when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, when you're not praying, worshiping, uh, uh, coming together in unity with the other believers, when you're, tr- listen, we're going to get to that. When you're not doing what you're supposed to do, guess what? I'm sorry y'all. I need to bring some tissues over here. When you're not doing what you're supposed to do, guess what? You don't have support and you're not supporting anyone else. Excuse me. Right. And so you're going in every direction when you're not trying to stay connected to God. You're going to go in every direction. You're going to do what you think is best. When your relationship is marred with God, then you're going to do whatever you think you whatever you think is best. So you are going to go in all these different directions that God never told you to go in, that God never told you to do. And so you're going to do everything. You'll become wild fruit. You worship idols. You go over here. You do this, that, or the other. You drink. You fornicate. You shack up. You do all these things that you know you're not supposed to do. You go in different directions other than the direction that God is calling you to go into. You do things, other things that God has told you not to do. You gossip, you backbite. You do things against other people. Those things are not of God, right? So your relationship with God becomes marred. It becomes unfruitful. It, It doesn't become productive. So what does John 15 and one, John 15 and one, write that verse down. John 15 and one, John 15 and one. It says, I am the true vine. That's Jesus Christ. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. What does Matthew 17, excuse me, Matthew 7:16 through 20 says? I love this. Listen, Matthew Matthew 7:16 through 20. It says you so let me go back for a second. So if Jesus is the vine, the true vine, and his Father is the vine dresser, and we are supposed to be connected through Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ connects us back to the Father, then we have to obey what God tells us to do. So when we are not connected to the true vine, our relationship is not true. Amen. Our relationship is, is marred. It's unproductive. Because we're not connected to the true vine. Because what did I tell you about vines? Vines grow together. They support one another. Jesus Christ helps us to grow and we entangle ourselves with God. And in doing so, we become fruitful. We become productive. We become blessed. We become prosperous. Oh my God. Does anybody get that one tonight? Amen. So Matthew 7, 16 through 20 says, you will recognize them by their fruit. Right? You will recognize them by their fruit. How should they know that you are, a man, a child of God? By your fruit. Are grapes gathered from thorns, bushes, or figs from thistles? That's what the question says. Verse 17 says, in Matthew 7 and 17, it says, so every healthy tree bears good fruit. Every healthy tree bears good fruit. When a tree is not healthy, when you're not connected to the true vine, you're not going to bear healthy fruit. When you're doing what you want to do, how you want to do it, you're not going to bear good fruit. But... What is this? But the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Whoo! Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Where is the fire? Where is the fire? The fire is hell, right? the fire is hell, thus will you recognize them by their fruits, people know whether or not you're connected to God, people, if you are a true child of God, people know, amen, they know, and when you not, guess what the first thing, I thought they were a Christian, you ain't bearing good fruit, when you doing stuff you ain't supposed to do, that's not Christ-like. Guess what? That's the first thing they say, isn't it? Oh, I thought they were a Christian. Oh, I thought she was a pastor. Oh, I thought he was a deacon. Oh, I thought that. Oh, I thought they was a minister. Oh, I thought that's what they'll say. I thought she was a mother of the church. I thought they love God. Right? Again, we're not going to be perfect, but we still need to be connected. Whoo. God. Hallelujah. Right. So if you so people want to know you by the fruit that you bear. So verses three through verse four in Isaiah, it's Isaiah, the fifth chapter. It says God explains that he did everything he could give everything he could do and to give to Israel to give them what they needed to thrive and to grow, to thrive and to grow and to do good. He gave them verses three verse four says that he gave them everything that they needed to do to 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 thrive and to grow everything that they needed to be to produce good fruit. however, they rejected it and wanted to do things their way, bringing forth wild fruit ooh God gives us everything that we need but we still reject it. God tells us everything that we need to know, but we don't listen. And then we end up in a pickle, and then we try to figure out, and then we want to come back to God, or we think that God forgot about him, or the, you know, whatever, however we say it, God allowed the devil, whatever. That's a lie. Maybe because you didn't do what the Lord told you to do. Maybe you didn't respond how the Lord wanted you to respond. Maybe you're not connected to the true vine the way you need to be connected to the true vine. Check who you connected to if you' connected to a bad source you're going to produce that what you connected to if you're connected to a good source you're going to produce that what you're connected to what did Matthew seventeen excuse me seven and seventeen says a healthy tree bears good fruit but a diseased tree will bear bad fruit my God what's the source that you are connected to? What vine are you connected to? God gave them everything they needed. He put a hedge around them. He built a fence around them. He put a tower there, a watchtower for them. He did everything that they needed, but yet they still rejected him. He took them to fertile ground, fertile land, and yet they still rejected him. He made sure their enemies would not do anything to harm them. But when they rejected God, God said, "You know what? I got to take my hands off." So when we get down to verses 5 through 13, right? God begins to explain what he is going to do because they refused to grow in the manner in which God wanted them to grow. Who? When you refuse, I'm not talking about because you're immature in the word or you're immature in your walk. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about those who know and you've learned some things and yet you still refuse to do it. You re- you still refuse to worship God. You still refuse to acknowledge Him, or you profess Jesus Christ, but you still carried away with your own lust, your own lustly desires. You still carried away with the things of the world your own less The Bible tells us what? That we are in the world, but we're not what? Of the world. You still carried away with all of that. And so you keep missing God. So what did he say? He says, uh um they refuse to grow in the manner in which God wanted them to. So what did he say? He says, one, I'm going to tear down the fences. I'm going to let you be exposed. Ooh, there's a lot of exposing that's going to happen. There's a lot of exposing that is going to happen, right? He says, I'm gonna I'm I'm tear down offenses. I'm gonna let you, uh, two things that offense does. I want you all to understand this. Two things that offense does. One, offense keep things out. It keeps stuff out that you don't want to come in. And then two, offense also pr- provides privacy, Those are the two things that a fence does. It keeps out the unwanted and then it also provides privacy. Now God says, I'm going to tear down the fences. I'm going to let you be exposed. Not only that, he says, let the vineyard grow to the pasture to be trampled in by, a man, cattle and sheep. Because you're wild, because you are wild fruit and you're not going to go grow upward. Vines grow upward. Because you're not going to grow in the right way, because you're not going to be a supportive or or a supportive added needed need, <clears throat> you're going to grow in every which way you're going to go. You're going to do everything you're going to do. I'm gonna allow you to be trampled. I'm allow you to go out into the field and you're going to be exposed. And amen. Whatever happens to you, happens to you. Woo! God, I don't want God. Somebody say, God, don't take your hands offer me don't uncover me don't take your arms of protection from around me i don't want you to do any of that lord i don't i don't want you to expose me i don't want you to do any of that lord cover me god he says because you refuse because you refuse so verse six in verse six he goes on and he continues to tell them in verse six he says, "You." Uh, he says, w- "I will not prune them or hold them." In other words, I'm not going to cut away that which is already dead, that which is not necessary. They, the 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 reason why you prune something is so that it can continue to grow and to flourish. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stunt your growth. Oh God, my God. Right? When you have a plant or a flower, right, you prune the stuff that don't, that's necessary so that it can grow even more. It becomes bigger or taller. He says, I'm not going to even hoe you. Y'all know what a hoe is, right? That thing that you, uh, 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 work around the plant so they can cut down the weeds, right? I'm not, I'm going to get away all the nasty stuff, all the stuff that, that doesn't, that's going to hinder it from growing. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. You're going to be stunted. Jesus, help us. When you're not connected to the vine and you want to do your own thing, you're not going to grow spiritually. Not only spiritually. The Bible declares unto us that I desire that you prosper and be in good health, even as thy what? Soul prospers. You're not going to grow. You're not going to have what you need. Ooh, to go to the next level. So I'm gonna let you do whatever you want to do, but you're on your own. I'm not gonna protect you. I'm not. I'm gonna uncover you. And then he says, he's gonna allow them to overgrow with briars and thorns, everything that would choke the life out of. It. Oh my God! Hallelujah, Jesus! Because you're not producing what you're supposed to produce, God. It's all about production, productivity and production. He's all about that, producing and multiplying. What did he tell Adam and Eve in the garden? He says, I want you to be what? Fruitful and to multiply, to produce. He says, I'm allowed, I'm allowed the the briars and the thorns to overgrow and just basically choke the life out you. Oh i'm allow everything to just come at you I'm allow everything to just overtake you that's not that should not because you refuse you reject God and won't do what he has called you to do won't do what he tells you to do he says i'm going to even allow the rain to stop listen if he allowed the rain to stop, then you have no nourishment, you have nothing. To help refresh you, to replenish you. I'm allow the rain to stop. Plants need water in order to go, grow. And if they don't have water, what do they do? They dry up, they shrivel up and they die. They break off, they become fragile. My God. So when you get down to verse seven, he says, he explains clearly that the that the prophet was talking about God and his people, the prophet. This is the verse that shows you that God was talking about him and his people. He says, right, God is saying that Israel and Judah is the vineyard and that he was speaking of them, that he was speaking of them. Isaiah, the prophet begins to break this thing down in verse eight. He says, I was talking about them god expected them to grow and to yield crops to produce but they did not but bloodshed instead was found they did nothing but harm one another they did nothing but to benefit one another they didn't do anything to benefit one another look what it says it says expected expected righteousness but they cried of deep depression that's what met his ears they were no longer happy even though God was doing all this stuff for them God had given them all that they needed but they were not happy with God my God whoo! the blessings of the Lord are rich and out of no sorrow when God bless you God don't bless you to be depressed and sad God bless you so that you can be joyous and happy my God, but he said the right, he expected the righteousness, uh, but they cried with deep depression and it met his ears, not only that, he said you buy properties so that others won't have a place to live, you hoard things from, from your further, fellow brothers and sisters, crabs in the barrel, my God, crabs in the barrel, Jesus, what are we doing here we don't want to see our brothers and our sisters blessed we don't want to see them prosper. we can't rejoice with them when god blesses them you you as long as i got mine you don't want to help nobody out you, somebody needs help they're trying to get a business started and you got all the information but you refuse to pass the information on nope i ain't doing them they ain't gonna be my competition my god help us today You refuse to somebody call you up want some information. They don't, you don't want to give it to them because you're afraid that they're gonna know more and do better, more and better than what you do. Come on, y'all, help us out. You buy property. This is what the this is what the prophet is saying that God is saying. You buy property so others won't have a place to live. You would rather see somebody homeless. You got three or four houses, but you won't share it with nobody. You won't give nobody a helping hand. My God. Look what he also says. He says, you build homes with great beauty. They become estates. They got private entrances, private properties. They have gates around them, away from other people, so that you can be alone on the earth. Oh, God, holly, Jesus, help us. So that you can be alone on the earth. Verse 8, he says, woe unto them that join house to house, that uh, that lay field to field. Uh, till there be no place that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. I want all of this, and I want nobody come around. I want you come in my gate. I'm gonna be by myself. I don't want the why wow, you oh Jesus. The Bible says in Genesis 2 and 18, it's not good for man to be alone. I know what he's talking about. I know this deals with the fact that God, amen, uh, was talking to uh, 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 Adam and Eve, right? It's not good before he was going to make Eve, right? It's not good to be alone. But listen to that. That's universal. That goes not only because of man and woman and man, but it's all all across the board. People live longer when they have other people that care about them. It's not good for man to be alone. People get depressed and lonely when they're all the time by themselves. But guess what? You got those in the body of Christ, those believers who say they are believers, but yet, mm mm no mm mm me myself and i that's all i need me myself and i jesus ain't nowhere in that equation Ooh, god right because you have imposed these things on yourself god sealed your awful fate because you have, because you have imposed these things on yourself. You put all of this because you refuse to stay connected to the vineyard, the true vine. You, you you refuse to stay connected. So you sealed your own fate. So verse nine says, and we're done, we're done. Verse nine says, this is your fate. When you get down to verse nine, it says your homes will be desert, deserted, excuse me. Your homes will be deserted. You sealed your own fate. Your homes will be deserted. The owners killed and gone. God said, I'm going to snatch everything away from you. Everything away from you. Everything that you felt like. is yours. You did it. You got it. God said, I'm taking it all away. Your land will not produce enough to feed you or care for you. You got all this land you're going to try to produce and it's not going to be enough that's going to come. You're not going to get a harvest the way you think you're going to get a harvest. It's not even going to be enough. God said what the faith that you have chosen, the things that you have chosen over me. It's no longer going to prosper you. I know it looked like it was, but it's no longer going to prosper you. Because you forgot about me. Don't forget. Don't forget about God. When we talk about don't forget, I'm saying don't forget about God. Don't forget about him. He's the one that keeps you day in and day out. He's the one to put his arms of protection around you. He's the one to allow you to lay down at night and rise on the morning time with your good mind, able to do as the old saint says, with my clothes in my right mind. (laughs) In actuality, it's clothed and in my right mind. But they say clothed in my right mind right? He's the one that allows you to do it. Don't forget God. He's the one that allows you to be blessed and prosperous. He's the one that allows, he's he's the one that protects you from your enemy and don't allow the enemy to overtake you and to overthrow you. Don't forget God. Don't forget. Look what he says, woe, in verse 11, he says, woe to the ones that get up early in the morning and begin to drink, and you drink all day until late at night. Read the word, read the word, he says, woe, in verse 11, he says, woe unto them that rise early in the morning, and they may follow strong drink, that means drink alcohol, that continue until night, till wine inflames them. He says, woe unto you that get so drunk that you drink all day and all night from the morning until the night that your whole, that you're so intoxicated that it consumes your body, your mind, and your spirit. Woe unto you, my God, because now you're a drunken fool. Verse twelve says, "You have all this wonderful music." He says, "Listen, you're doing all this wonderful music. You got the harps, you got the violins, you got the tambourines, you got the pipes, you got everything. You got wine. You throwing parties. Well, y'all know how we do. I gotta gather it, especially now, right? Everybody got their birthday. They gotta have their birthday celebration. They gotta come dancing in. They gotta come swinging. They got music. They got their theme music going on, and they walking in. Amen. They got their crown." on their head they got their gowns and their outfit their hats whatever listen you got all this wonderful music you got all this wonderful gathering at your homes or places and but you won't come to the house of the lord and give him true worship oh god help us today you forgot about him you planned your whole gathering and you do this But then you, you frustrated or you tired or you too busy to come to the house of the Lord and worship Him. You're too busy to take time out to worship Him. My God. Because of your thoughtlessness toward God, He is going to, amen, He is going to allow all of you to go into captivity because you don't even care how much. The God that God has done for you. You don't even care how much he has done for you. You're growing like wild fruit. You're doing whatever you want to do. However you want to do it. You forgot about your relationship with God. Don't forget about your relationship with God. He said, guess what? your great men and your honorable men the ones that are popular the ones that you look up to the one that has prestige guess what when this fate happens when this stuff comes down guess what they're going to starve to death oh jesus i'm not going to give them anything extra to plenish them to sustain them they're going to starve to death every people every common person that don't have status or prestige. Let me put it this way: your leaders are going to starve to death. The congregation, the parishioners, the common people are going to die of thirst. Let me put it that way. Does that relate a little bit better for y'all? He says you're going. You're going. You're going. The 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 people that are the pews. You're going to die of thirst. Your leaders, the ones that have prestige, privilege and honor, guess what? Y'all gonna, I'm trying to get y'all to relate to this thing. You gonna starve. You gonna to starve to death. Verses 14 through 17, and now we're finished, we're finished. 14 and 17, he says, guess what? And the ultimate thing is that hell awaits you. Hell is anticipating your time when your time is up. Because you're gonna go into the fire right? Because you forgot about God. You forgot about him. I'm, I'm here tonight telling you, don't forget. Don't forget. The, that's what it says in the word, right? Listen, verse 14, he says, therefore hell have enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory the and their multitude and their pumps and he that have rejoiced shall descend into it. All of them that forgot about God, put they grew as wild fruit did what they wanted to do how they wanted to do it regardless of what god had told them and asked of them they forgot about god regardless of what god had did for them they forgot about god now hell awaits you During this time, the mean men will be brought low and the mighty men will be made humble. That's what the word of God says. In the midst of all of this, God shall be what? Exalted. The Bible declares unto us that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is what? Lord above all. The Bible said, in the midst of all of this, God shall be exalted above all, for he alone is holy, just and good. He alone is holy, just and good. Don't forget. And what are we talking about? Don't forget about God. Don't forget about God. That's where most of us make our mistake. We get carried away with the things that we want, Right? And God can give you those things. He said, it's his good pleasure to give you the desires of your what? Heart. But you can't forget about God when God begins to bless you, when God, amen, begins to, amen, show you. You can't forget to serve him and to honor him and to reverence him and to worship him and take time out with him and to, amen, spend time and commune with him. You can't forget about him because when you forget about him, that's a danger zone. You start going on your own way. You start doing your own thing, going on your own tangents. That's not cool. Don't forget about God. Amen. I still went over. Dang. All right. amen god bless you all thank god for you 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 and you we thank god for each and every one of you for joining us on tonight for our tuesday biblical tools which is our bible study night so thank god listen do me a favor like and share amen share with someone amen Invite someone amen to amen um our prayer call on tomorrow morning at six thirty a m breaking of day prayer call fifteen minutes can and it will change your life It will change your life if you cannot amen if you cannot call in. I mean, if you cannot be live with us, but you can call in. Amen. Amen. You could take down the, uh, the contact number and the access code and you can call in and be a part of that. Amen. Every Wednesday morning, 630 a.m. Breaking of day prayer conference call. 15 minutes can change your life. Join us, um, on Sunday morning, Sunday morning at 845 a.m. for our, uh, virtual Sunday service on Sunday morning at 845 a.m. So every first, every second and every fourth Sunday, we are strictly virtual, but every third Sunday, we are hybrid. We are in person, face-to-face, And we are live, amen. So you can join us for our Sunday hybrid services um, on every third Sunday. If you're in the North Carolina area, 1329 Kirkland Road, Raleigh, North Carolina, that's where we have our in-person services every third Sunday of the month, and so we thank God for you, 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 and you being a part of our Bible study on tonight, amen, we're going to pray, and we're going to let you go for this evening, amen, we pray that God's blessings be upon you and your family as the night goes on, and tomorrow, and the rest of this week, Father, we thank you for your word on tonight, we thank you because we dare not forget about you, God, who you are, and what you have done for us in our life, and Father, we bless your holy name for all that you have done, and Father, we're going to obey your word we're going to obey your commands we're going to do what you ask us to do we're going to say what you will have us to say and we're going to be where you want us to be in jesus name god we love you on tonight and father i pray god that we will forever reverence you we will forever keep your will be your your word and your will before us god i pray that we will hide your word in our heart that we may not sin against you god in the name of jesus and i pray right now god that your people will continue lord god hallelujah to serve you and to worship you you them, Lord God, show them, Lord God, that you have not forgotten about them. And in turn, they will not forget about you. In Jesus name, I pray that you will bless their household, their finances, their children, their loved ones. In Jesus name, protect them even as they go to and fro for the rest of this week and even this weekend. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you all. If you desire to be a blessing to overcome an outreach Christian center, amen. We ask that you, amen, you can sow one of these three ways via cash app by mail or through givelify and if you do one of these three ways it will get to where it needs to go and we thank you for your love support and your prayers amen god bless you see you tomorrow morning at 6 30 a.m for breaking of day prayer conference call have an awesome awesome night.